section twenty seven of great epochs in american history volume one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by betty b great epochs in american history volume one voyages of discovery and early explorations one thousand a d to 1682 by francis whiting halsey section 27 champlain's battle with the iroquois on lake champlain 1609 by champlain himself we continued our course to the entrance of lake st peter where the country is exceedingly pleasant and level and crossed the lake in two three and four fathoms of water which is some eight leagues long and four wide on the north side we saw a very pleasant river extending some twenty leagues into the interior which i named st suzanne on the south side there are two one called riviere du pont the other riviere de Gênes, which are very pretty and in a fine and fertile country the water is almost still in the lake which is full of fish on the north bank there are seen some slight elevations at a distance of some twelve or fifteen leagues from the lake after crossing the lake we passed a large number of islands of various sizes containing many nut trees and vines and fine meadows with quantities of game and wild animals which go over from the mainland to these islands fish are here more abundant than in any other part of the river that we have seen from these islands we went to the mouth of the river of the iroquois where we stayed two days refreshing ourselves with good venison birds and fish which the savages gave us here there sprang up among them some difference of opinion on the subject of the war so that a portion only determined to go with me while the others returned to their country with their wives and the merchandise which they had obtained by barter i set out accordingly from the fall of the iroquois river on the second of july all the savages set to carrying their canoes arms and baggage overland some half a league in order to pass by the violence and strength of the fall which was speedily accomplished we set out the next day continuing our course in the river as far as the entrance of the lake there are many pretty islands here low and containing very fine woods and meadows with abundance of fowl and such animals of the chase as stags fallow deer fawns roebucks bears and others which go from the mainland to these islands we captured a large number of these animals there are also many beavers not only in this river but also in numerous other little ones that flow into it these regions although they are pleasant are not inhabited by any savages on account of their wars but they withdraw as far as possible from the rivers into the interior in order not to be suddenly surprised the next day we entered the lake which is of great extent say eighty or a hundred leagues long where i saw four fine islands ten twelve and fifteen leagues long which were formerly inhabited by the savages like the river of the iroquois but they have been abandoned since the wars of the savages with one another prevail there are also many rivers falling into the lake bordered by many fine trees of the same kinds as those we have in france with many vines finer than any i have seen in any other place also many chestnut trees on the border of this lake which i had not seen before 
continuing our course over this lake on the western side i noticed while observing the country some very high mountains on the eastern side on the top of which there was snow i made inquiry of the savages whether these localities were inhabited when they told me that the iroquois dwelt there and that there were beautiful valleys in these places with plains productive in grain such as i had eaten in this country together with many kinds of fruit without limit they said also that the lake extended near mountains some twenty-five leagues distant from us as i judge i saw on the south other mountains no less high than the first but without any snow when it was evening we embarked in our canoes to continue our course and as we advanced very quietly and without making any noise we met on the twenty-ninth of the month the iroquois about ten o'clock at evening at the extremity of a cape which extends into the lake on the western bank they had come to fight we both began to utter loud cries all getting their arms in readiness we withdrew out on the water and the iroquois went on shore where they drew up all their canoes close to each other and began to fell trees with poor axes which they acquire in war sometimes using also others of stone thus they barricaded themselves very well our forces also passed the entire night their canoes being drawn up close to each other and fastened to poles so that they might not get separated and that they might be all in readiness to fight if occasion required after arming ourselves with light armor we each took an arquebus and went on shore i saw the enemy go out of their barricade nearly two hundred in number stout and rugged in appearance they came at a slow pace toward us with a dignity and assurance which greatly amused me having three chiefs at their head our men also advanced in the same order telling me that those who had three large plumes were the chiefs and that they had only these three and that they could be distinguished by these plumes which were much larger than those of their companions and that i should do what i could to kill them i promised to do all in my power and said that i was very sorry they could not understand me so that i might give order and shape to their mode of attacking their enemies and then we should without doubt defeat them all but that this could not now be obviated and that i should be very glad to show them my courage and good will when we should engage in the fight as soon as we had landed they began to run for some two hundred paces toward their enemies who stood firmly not having as yet noticed my companions who went into the woods with some savages our men began to call me with loud cries and in order to give me a passageway they opened in two parts and put me at their head where i marched some twenty paces in advance of the rest until i was within about thirty paces of the enemy who at once noticed me and halting gazed at me as i did also at them when i saw them making a move to fire at us i rested my musket against my cheek and aimed directly at one of the three chiefs with the same shot two fell to the ground and one of their men was so wounded that he died some time after i had loaded my musket with four balls when our side saw this shot so favorable for them they began to raise such loud cries that one could not have heard it thunder meanwhile the arrows flew on both sides the iroquois were greatly astonished that two men had been so quickly killed although they were equipped with armor woven from cotton thread and with wood which was a proof against their arrows this caused great alarm among them as i was loading again one of my companions fired a shot from the woods which astonished them anew to such a degree that seeing their chiefs dead 
they lost courage and took to flight abandoning their camp and fort and fleeing into the woods whither i pursued them killing still more of them our savages also killed several of them and took ten or twelve prisoners the remainder escaped with the wounded fifteen or sixteen were wounded on our side with arrow shots but they were soon healed after gaining the victory our men amused themselves by taking a great quantity of indian corn and some meal from their enemies also their armor which they had left behind that they might run better after feasting sumptuously dancing and singing we returned three hours after with the prisoners the spot where this attack took place is in latitude forty three degrees and some minutes and the lake was called lake champlain after going some eight leagues toward evening they took one of the prisoners to whom they made a harangue enumerating the cruelties which he and his men had already practiced toward them without any mercy and that in like manner he ought to make up his mind to receive as much they commanded him to sing if he had courage which he did but it was a very sad song end of section twenty seven